Welcome to Cosmic Channels. Open minds on cosmic lines. To call in to future episodes, the number is 1-833-703-0424. The show is recorded live the second and fourth Sunday of every month. Please subscribe to Alien Theorist Theorizing on YouTube to watch it live or patreon.com slash alien theorists podcast to watch on demand. The cosmic channels are open. I'm Zo. I'm Dan. Cut the dead weight today. Two man cosmic channels crew. Yes, the double the double pillars of the show. We are the foundation. Braden is moving. Computer wasn't set up. Andrew's friend of a friend is out in the bus. Getting us a juicy mongoose file. Yeah, no big deal. So <laughs> if you got a if you got a story, a theory, you just want to talk to us, the line's now open. 1-833-703-0424. Rehashing. If the story starts with you were sleeping, eh. you got to provide immediate clarification if you were if you woke up before something happened. Other than that, it's free, free for all. Whatever you want to talk about, you want to give a story about UFO, Bigfoot. You want to talk about uh, if it's possible to move the moon and or Earth in our solar <laughs> system to change climate change. <laughs> <laughs> Please call in and give us your theories. The people you know, the people you want to ask is the people in the Bureau of Land Management or the National Forestry Service. Apparently, is those are the people who would know. You want to ask about in order to combat climate change, you want to move the moon or the Earth, and if we can do that. Okay, we, we were just talking about it before. If no one knows, who it's a senator. No, he's a he's a representative. So he's he's uh, okay. he's a congressman uh, from the House of Representatives, uh, and is <laughs> is it Louis Gomert? Yeah, Louis Gomert. And I I, I believe he is the. Um, uh, there's a lot of people who refer to a lot of his coworkers or people who who work with him, colleagues, refer to him as the dumbest man in uh, the United States Congress. And he had an interaction. Uh, with the deputy director of the um, like National Forestry Service, um, so yeah. <laughs> At first, I saw this headline, and it says a representative um, asked someone if they could move the moon in order to combat climate change. And I was like, oh no, no, no! That was that's a quote taken out of context. There's no way. And a, a duly elected representative would would ask a question <laughs> like that. I was so totally wrong. And he um, asked um, seriously. Here's a, this is the exact transcript of what he said. Um, I understand from what's been testified to the Forest Service and the Bureau of Land Management. You want very much to work on the issue of climate change. I was informed by the immediate past director of NASA that they have found that the moon's orbit is changing slightly, and so is the Earth's orbit around the sun. And we know there's been significant solar flare activity. And so is there anything that the National Forest Service or the Bureau of Land Management can do to change the course of the moon's orbit or the Earth's orbit around the sun? Obviously, that would have profound effects on our climate. <laughs> He's not wrong. Those are his exact words. <laughs> He's not wrong, though. If I you mean, could somehow change the orbit of Earth in the solar system, you could cool it down a bit. I or don't know why you would ask, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know why you would ask the, the the fucking National Forest Service or the Bureau of Land Management why they would know these things. Why they would know is anyone's guess. <laughs> it's amazing, like, though. This person, he is, he is a... And a, a government official, you know, when you, when you ever, you see a quote that says government official or something like that, these, these are the kind of people <laughs> they could possibly be this guy. So I don't know when they quote government officials. That's great. The person. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's bring on our first caller. Hello, cosmic channels. Hey, Hey boys. It's uh Henry calling from Northern California land of the Sam squatches. Hell yeah. Welcome to the really? show, brother. Been a while since I called. What do you got for us back? tonight? So, I didn't know if I was going crazy or not, but I'm glad it was 
uh, the show's actually going on tonight. I was having a hard time figuring out if it was or not. <laughs> you got um, it. So previously, I called, uh, given some stories, and you know, I haven't had a chance to bring up a theory of mine. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I recently re-listened to the uh, Freddie Silva crop circle case nice. file and uh, got my got my theory juices flowing. Hell yeah. Let's hear it. So I was thinking because, you know, kind of like the, um, the, the key to fame for a lot of these, you know, crop circle cases are, oh, the, the corn can't be pressed down the way it is. You know, like the stalks aren't broken. You know, they had that in signs to the movie. They were like, well, nobody could pull this off. How, how are they able to bend the, the corn stalks so perfectly? And it just came to me. I'm like, well, microwaves work by vibrating water molecules. Mm-hmm. And that's why stuff gets hot in the microwave because it's just shaking all the water uh, in said food. So if you put something dry in there, it doesn't do crap because there's hardly any moisture in it. It'll just start burning instead. And so I was like, well, if there's some super intelligent, advanced alien race and they're trying to use crop circles for whatever reason, you know, be it markings or whatever communication, um, you'd think they'd have some sort of technology that would allow them to uh, manipulate the electromagnetic spectrum a little more, not just microwaves. But, you know, it kind of makes sense that, hey, maybe if they are able to fly through space, maybe they can also, you know, just barely sink in on crops on the stalks to not damage them, but put them down with some uh, some fat electromagnetic uh, radiation or whatever to make them bend, but not just snap them. Right. Yeah, I... I think you hit it. I think that's what a lot of those crops, crop circle researchers say is like, it looks like some type of like some energy had not bent or broken the stock, but actually like changed how it, it like grew sideways really quick on the node. Right. It got like fused sideways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I would think it would have to be some other, uh, other source of radiation besides microwave because yeah. then you just have fields full. If, like you said, cornfields, you'd have cornfields full of popcorn. Yeah, the node would just like yeah. explode. Yeah, exactly. I think we'd all notice that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so may, you're right though. Like if like if you were uh, like an advanced species, like ET race or whatever, and you were trying to, say they are trying to send messages, that's what these things are. Hypothetical. Mm-hmm. And that's how you would... Yeah, you change. You're pretty much changing the molecu- molecular structure of this of these things. You're not like you're not yeah, microwaving them, but you're totally. doing something to them on a molecular so, level. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, and I'd have to be like, I don't know. <laughs> Since, I don't know what uh, you know, but th- for theories, yeah, just to challenge that theory, I'd have to say, okay, if they have the ability to manipulate the electromagnetic spectrum, like radio signals are on the electromagnetic spectrum as well. So why would why would crop circles? Why do you think that crop circles would be a more efficient way to give information to us? Or why is that the the best option that they could come up with? Absolutely no idea, and that's the fun of it. That, that is true. <laughs> you know, if they've got anti-gravitic tech or whatever there is, you know, or if they're like you said, able to manipulate, like I said too, the electromagnetic spectrum it's not out of the Roman possibility that, you know, that involves shifting light, which is also in the electromagnetic spectrum, the visible light spectrum. So there's just, that kind of opens up a whole chain. That's why I just compared it to microwave stuff. Cause that's the closest thing we've got. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would turn it to popcorn if we tried to do something like that. <laughs> yeah. If you had a microwave beam from space, let's say, and you aimed it at a field, the whole field would just kind of like, <laughs> all the stocks exactly. would just explode <laughs> but yeah no the, the crop circles I mean Freddie Silva's awesome and he like thought, did a ton of research into it and there oh, was oh yeah I love that episode and obviously there was lots that were fake That's, but there was many that seemed to disappear out of nowhere with no footprints or anything and you're like that were so crazy and the way the stocks laid down you're like this just seems it just seems alien right it just looks and felt alien yeah I can't remember did they did they 
it's my understanding that most of the cropsicles I know just off the top of my head are mostly like wheat fields and grass fields. Like were, were there actual ones that were corn stocks? Cause I know they talk about how corn stocks would be a lot uh, more difficult to No, I, Yeah. It was like canola fields and other types of fields. And I think there, there has been a couple in corn or maize. I think some of those are in North America though. Okay. I think that you get it from people get confused cause it was in signs was cornfields, right? Right. So they, everyone thinks it's in cornfields, but it's in many other crops. Right. Well, and that was, a, that was artistic choice on yeah. Shyamalan's part. Cause it would be scarier. Well, that's, yeah. That's scarier if you, yeah, yeah. If the corn, okay. if the stalks are taller than people and like, you don't know what's right, in right. there. Yeah, no, that's. And a, then it kind of gets interesting. Uh, cause, oh, sorry to interrupt. No, keep going. Um, I was just going to say it kind of gets interesting because we're talking about different crops and obviously different crops are going to have different water content too. So, Maybe that's why they're going for, you know, like you say, wheat and things like that, because they don't necessarily have as much. So maybe they're easier to work with for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. It's, yeah. Fun, it's fun to theorize about crop circles because, I mean, when, sure. once, you, once you hear Freddie Silva talk about them, you can't help but be intrigued. It's just so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything Freddie Silva talks about turns into fun. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, man, thanks for the call. We, we appreciate it. Thanks, Henry. Thanks for having me. Glad Cosmic Channel is back. Have Hell a good yeah. night, boys. Talk to you later. Boom. Call one. Crop circles are fun. Crop circles are cool. I mean, I, I mean there was a few guys, was it like Dan and Dave or whatever, who ran around yeah, with boards and two by fours and stuff? I mean, that's still cool. Like, it's, I still that's think imp- it's impressive. Giant, you know, art project. I was like, those are pretty neat. It was impressive. Sure. Some, some of the ones they claimed to do, but there's. As Freddie Silva said, there's like, yeah, there was, you know, nine crop circles reported in one night. There's no way they did them all. No. So there's either, I mean, there, there has, it has spawned many different groups of hoaxers who do it now and they make like very elaborate, like art pieces and fields. It's like, it's really cool, but it's hard. I'd have to wonder if it was like, I also have to wonder, like, uh, you know, that brings up the idea that like he said, a differing water content that would depend on like what season that the grass was growing in. I would assume like whether it's been harvested or not, or a lot of various things like what, is it a conscious choice by these, whatever's making these crop circles? I, I'd, I'd have to see the data. I mean, that's a, that's a question I'd like answered. <laughs> I have to look more into. Yeah. Cause there's that one, I mean, it's been a while since we talked about him, but the one that Freddie Silva put on secrets in the fields as his like cover picture is like a, a frequency representation of, I can't remember what frequency, but if you play it on like, like a cymatic plate, like, you know, play sound through a, a plate right? and there's salt on it, it'll take a, a, t- a, take a shape. And it's like that shape is in the field. And I can't remember what frequency it's been a long time, but a lot of cool stuff with crop circles. You don't really hear about them anymore really no right? I think, and like i think they've been died off or they probably most of them get written off as hoaxes or the farmers are really pissed that they like, just, yeah, <laughs> just get half their field ruined yeah you know, ten thousand dollars worth of crops at a time just get flattened be, yeah that's what i'm saying i was like i wonder if it if it were hoaxers like I, it would probably be more likely that they did it like after the harvesting had gotten done you know so like that way they wouldn't the farmers wouldn't be as mad or the farmer would be in on it like something like that possibly yeah. Uh, that's how my thinking goes. Uh, if you're watching live and you want to call in, the number is on the screen. You can't miss it. If you don't have a story and you just want to give a theory. Yeah, Henry just gave us a great theory. You want to ask in. Dan about the origins of the universe and all that, just for call in. No big sure. deal. <laughs> He's got the answers. Probably. Yeah, got them. Are they good answers? No. No, but he'll, get, he'll give you <laughs> I one. I got answers. He'll I got give answers you something. for you. <laughs> no problem. I'll talk Emma, about whatever. We were just talking about um, that Emma Bar. Does anyone know if crop circles are still occurring? I'm sure they are. That is not, you don't hear about them. I'm yeah, sure they're, they're not, like they're a not localized, anymore. they're a localized story. You don't really, they don't get like global press. As, Once one, it's, it's kind of one of those things I think where if one gets proven as a hoax, then the rest of them get written off as hoaxes. Yeah. It's easy just like, to get rid of them at that point. You know, even as fantastic as the, the crops the girl even is or elaborate, they probably still write it off as a hoax. Like somebody figured out a way to do it. Um, it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't make the news. I don't know. You have to check local newspapers, the really, the really uh, rural newspapers, maybe they pop up every now and then, but I don't think they get it. I mean, people still go to some of those places. I think, you know, and I think Freddie Silva still talks about it in some of the books where people still go there for the, you know, residual vibrational 
uh, the spiritual effects that hang out almost. there. Yeah, you go Something and like, like they that. just lay in the fields and like you, you pretty much you're stargazing in places where crop circles have been in the past. Yeah. Which if if I was in England and like some of the hot spots, I would do it. I would I'd check it out if I could. Why not? Take a nap. Take a nap. <laughs> do some mushrooms. Oh, whatever. To each their own. Cosmic Channels is live. I know there's people watching. Just call. Fuck you. Call us. Yeah, fuck you. Call us. Call us. With whatever. With whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This is the show is for you. And if not, then me and Dan will spit sit here and just talk. <laughs> yeah, we'll just talk about dumb stuff all the time. But you know, give us something to talk about. Yeah. You know, crop circles is fine. You want to ask us about mm, Sasquatch? You want to talk us about fucking anything? Really, it's Cosmic Channel, so it's pretty much anything. Except you know, if you if you want us to talk about dreams or something, I don't want to talk about that. We don't talk about. <laughs> we don't do dreams. I mean, I do dreams. People, know dream that. police are going to come out, man. Like they come out and get us. If you, and if you're too, uh, you don't want to call, and you want to give a topic or a question in the chat, that is fine. We'll yeah, we'll shoot take in that. chat. That's yeah, fine too. No you don't want to call. A little too anxious, a little too embarrassed. That's fine too. Shoot in chat. That's what it's there for. Uh, for Dan, I believe. Do more of those raps from high school. <laughs> what raps from high school? You did that the MC. You did that one Boba rap one line? time. Yeah. Oh, I only did the first verse, right? And you fucking just smashed out of nowhere. It was hilarious. Oh, we got to call. The it. Only, that's the only rap song that I know. I, that was, uh, and you know what? You so you open like the Tauntaun, Fessa and the Audubon. Oh, motorbike and try and do the D and then I'm gone. Jabba has a hissy fit. Kong, Calrissian, force overcoat for some politic. It's legit. Back in the days when I was a slave, living life in the fast lane, like in a pod race. Mean streak tweaked. I became a best case. So the space says, quit that pace post. Hey, so took a noble cause. Called the Clone Wars. Life's not all about gr girls and cars. Get fucked up and fucked up, Barcy. I'm not and something, something, something. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got a caller. <laughs> Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, this is Noah. Everybody, how are you? How are you two doing tonight? Doing good, Noah. What's going you? on, Noah? Yeah, I'm doing good. I gotta say, Dan, that was another badass rap right there. Dan kills him. Just, you know, thank MC Chris. Fucking. <laughs> so. So I wasn't really going to call in tonight because I was just going to be a casual viewer, just enjoy it. But then early this morning, I was starting to watch his clips on this show, Moment of Truth. And I found out that a certain uh, Travis Walton was on there. And I started watching this show and I was thinking, oh, you know, this is an interesting show. This is interesting. One of the guys talked about this. Well, behold, I asked on Discord and then Andrew popped up. And he says it was. And he showed told me which case to look on and so I watched it and I kept really hearing hearing the podcast and then I went back and watching the show that he was on and I kept seeing uh, different information being tossed around by, from from both sides and I was like ah, maybe this would be an interesting thing to call on to see if if you'd be interested to hear what have what he would, had said on the show moving the truth about so you're talking Wong? about the moment of truth where they they say they hook somebody up to a, a lie detector or a polygraph and then they have that robot voice tell them if it's true or false. You're talking yes. about that one, right? Yes. Okay. That's the one. Yeah. Give us the quick spark notes. So some of the things say so. I, obviously, the last question he they asked him was was he abducted by UFO? He says yes, and he and answers false, but. Everything, every other question before that, he had answered truthfully. And some of the things that he had said, I thought was very interesting. One of the things I asked from, from your podcast is that Andrew mentioned that his dad was like very obsessed with UFOs, like crazily obsessed. And Travis Walton was like, I mean, yeah, it was mentioned here and there, but we, it wasn't like they were obsessed or anything. It was just like, it's like passing conversation. And I was, I was like, okay, okay, interesting. And then he, when they asked him if he had been diagnosed with any mental illnesses or disorders, he said, his answer was, I have to technically say yes, but I also have to explain. And the whole thing that he says here, and I really, this is what I really wanted to get your insights on is, this is what he says for his answer, why he said it was, why he had to say yes to this. He says, and I quote, one of, the, one of these psychologists who witnessed who, who witnessed this uh, regressive hypnosis concluded that the, that he that I was telling the truth. However, 
since he didn't believe in UFOs, he had to come up with something to rationalize in his opinion. So he had diagnosed me with transitory psychosis and, and that the delusion, and that, and that I had a delusion that this had occurred to me. What he didn't explain was how six, how my six coworkers were telling the truth. Mm. So I went through an, a, a, a uh, I can't read my own handwriting sometimes. He, I went through a battery of psychiatric examinations and had a perfectly normal pattern of, of a, good God, I suck at, I, my handwriting sucks. Dude, mine, uh, mine too. It, I can't it, read my own writing at all. I can't, I can't do it. I have to type. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. So, uh, yeah, he had a perfectly normal pattern of like, uh, tests is what, is what I think it pattern of scores uh, with these experts. Right. So his brain, his brain seemed normal is what from the panel of experts. It seemed like he was just a regular dude. Yes, but I don't guess. But the thing is though, is that like, I mean, yeah, for during the entire show, he seemed very calm. Like a, he seemed like a normal guy, but like when that came up, I was like, you know, I, something about it didn't click with me. And I did, I just wanted to know, how you guys felt about that. So they asked him, you know, with polygraph tests, they have to ask you yes or no. It's not like they have, you have to qualify your answers. Right. So they asked him yes or no. They're like, have you ever Mm -hmm. been diagnosed with a mental illness? Is that how they phrased it? Uh, with a mental disorder, mental disorder. Um, so if he if he said he'd have to say yes because he had technically uh, been diagnosed by, with a medical disorder, um, but whether that was a misdiagnosis or not, like so he would yeah. have to say yes or it would throw all this doubt on all his other questions yeah. answers, right? So he quali- right. but they let him they allowed him to qualify that on the show. They, he told them like this guy had to write something down, like he had to put something on paper saying I was delusional or whatever. Then I went to another. You know, like I went to another is, is that am I getting that right? He went to another went through another battery of tests that showed that his uh that his um that he was pretty normal. That is correct. That is, that is exactly what he said. Okay. Yes, yes. So I mean, yeah, that I mean yeah, he had to answer yes and then he qualified the answer, so I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. Because the polygraph I, doesn't I, tell I know. Like, I, I, I just all right. Okay. I I mean I was just there's sometimes like I kept watching. I was like, it, it was like that one. And then they brought in some guy who wrote, who writes magazine, magazines, disproving theories. So I don't know. Remember that he runs the magazine. Some guy, I, it's an individual named Michael. I don't remember his last name, but like they brought him on. And there's, that was another moment where I thought, I don't know if I can buy into this story or this guy too much, because that's when he really started fighting back with this in the bit with this, uh, person who didn't believe him whatnot and kept and it was like back and forth with them for like a minute and then i was like um i'm not buying into that much of a story i just right. i mean i wanted to, i really wanted to call and see how, how everyone's thoughts were remain i i can if you want me to i can send you the, the link to the video if you want i mean that's yeah, up to you though hey if you put, put it in the chat if someone wants to watch it then you can they can they can look for themselves as far as travis walton i mean we've met him in person yeah, and I've shook, has his doubts. Really? He, shaked, he shook the man's we hand. We shook his hand and we talked to him. Felt like something was off about Walton. When I talked, that's, that's the polite way to say it. I When I met him personally, and that could be if, say you did experience a traumatic- There's no ab- Bob Gimlin. Yeah, if, if you experience a traumatic abduction, his story is 100% true, it would make sense what it would do to your like psychological well-being. I could see that. So if he was abducted, and all the stuff he said is true. I could see why he would like how he is as a person because of it. So, but I, just from meeting, I can't tell if because his story. It's been a while since we did the case file, and I think our conclusions yeah. were it's a no, it's a great UFO story, like abduction story. But there was you know there was a lot of stuff we were wondering at the end. And I just feel like he's never really given all the answers. Even on he was on Joe Rogan and he didn't even give all the answers. Right? He gave yeah. he gave the classic tale that he was with his five or six buddies. He seen the blue light. He got shocked. They thought he was dead. They left him and then they found him five days later in a phone booth, you know, yeah. whatever it was. And he had a five day beard. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, it's a good story. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what my thoughts, my final thoughts of Travis Walton 
legit as yeah i I always take those like truth detector shows with the you know they they just they want everything to be fantastic and they want everything to kind of subvert your expectations so whether it is i i know i've seen bits and pieces of that show uh moment of truth and it's always like the end they ask the big question at the end and then you have to wait like a solid minute before the little robot voice tells you what you're not expecting and then everybody goes (gasps) you know get that classic reaction but I i think those shows are a lot are engineered that way um you know, especially there, there's so many. I that's why they have like professional. I I don't know 100 how the show works. Also, so because I haven't watched, I'm not a regular watcher, so I don't know if they have like 100 trained polygraph people. Even though polygraphs have been kind of written off, even in, in courts of law, they're not admissible as evidence anymore. Really, so I don't know. Mm. Like <laughs> anything that has to do with a polygraph or a, or a lie detector, it's I always kind of read. I was like, kind of like, well, there's a bunch of stuff that could be. You know, it could be the wrong time of day to ask somebody a question and it gets messed up. Like polygraphs are not 100% accurate. No, they can give you a good so, like baseline to someone, but you can, you can never use that in court or you can never like make solid conclusions based on a polygraph. Yeah. And there's a bunch of stuff you can do to mess with the polygraph. Like it's. Yeah. Now on a, a scale of, of uh, in the chat, uh, a zero to Gimlin. I mean, Travis Walton's case, because there's a lot of cool stuff about it, but a lot of holes. I'm going to place it, you know, I'm going to give it like a four, four to a four. Four yeah. from zero. Gimlin was like, you know, he's legit. Yeah, but I'm gonna give him a four because there's a lot to I it. Rather. But uh, <laughs> that's hard. Rate his handshake. Yeah, <laughs> Ranch, handshake zero. Yeah, <laughs> zero, zero. And also in the chat is the scale now a Travis to Gimlin? Mm, no, not, we can't quite do that. Well, he's not in the middle. Yeah, yeah, he's not in the middle. We have to figure out who do you put in the middle we, yet. Yeah. Anyways, thanks Noah. Thanks for the question. Oh, of course. Anytime. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Yeah, the Walton case. It's been a while since we dove into it. I mean, it is one of the bigger cases. It just yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic. Classic. Like, yeah. Looking into it, um, you know, I know there's plenty of people who have been traumatized by the Fire in the Sky movie whenever they showed it on TV, like in the, the representation of the extraterrestrials that that took him. Always scared the shit out of me. I've never <laughs> actually seen it. I've never seen uh, Fire in the Sky. Is it fire it's in the fire. sky? Yeah, fire in the sky. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's the Travis Walton movie. Like that's what it is. And the I don't know, they just did some the special effects in that movie. Actually, I haven't watched it like recently, so I don't know if the special effects hold up, but I just remember like very firmly in my mind, like the image of the alien that the aliens that take him. It's terrifying. Scared. Yeah, it's terrifying. It cre- creep the shit out of me. I know I've seen stills from the movie still and it's like, I was like, those are some of the best scary looking aliens that t- to creep you out. <laughs> yeah, Not um, the scariest looking aliens. Xenomorphs. 100% yeah, scary. 100% um, the scariest they're like creature creepy, ever made. You know? Yeah. That's where I put them. Walton, I mean, I'd love to... I feel like you get more to Walton if you you interviewed him like with no recording device and you just talked to him. I think you, yeah. you get more, but as soon as he's on, on camera or on mic, because he's told the story so many times, I feel like he's very cautious. Yeah. Of, Even like, has a really good mustache too. Excellent. Just, excellent mustache. Yeah. But fucking just, yeah, I don't know. Like when we met him, I mean, you could say, you know, he, he'd been there at the, the convention for a while. He's been shaking so many hands. Yeah. He's just tired, but you know, you, yeah, you just talked to him. He seemed really distracted and stuff like that. Then again, who knows? Yeah, who I knows? Know. I know. I'm, I can't say either way, but lower on the Gimlin scale for sure. All right, we got yeah. another. We got another caller. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, how's it going? Good, brother. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Um, I won't give my name just in case, but someone I know is watching. No worries, but, man. Um, I'm calling from Western Australia. Western um, Australia, like Perth or? Yeah. Um, no, like just south of Perth, like two or three hours. Smaller city? Gotcha. Uh, yeah, something like that. Good good enough for the <laughs> um, show, man. What do you got for us? Uh, so I've got a, a, a bit of a story. Um, that's like kind of, it's not like a, a big story over here, but, um, my parents live in this town that's like, it's, it's not, it's not full on in the sticks, but it's like pretty, pretty far away from everything. Like it's Half the closest sticks. town. This is like a yeah, it's about half sticks, like half an sticks. hour, hour and a half away from, um, <laughs> from anywhere. And um, like where they actually live, it's just like in the forest. Like there's no, 
it's like satellite internet. There's no proper like phone lines or anything like that. It's right. it's pretty far out there. But um, in like the last like ten years, actually no, sorry, it was it was around like 2011. It ended. I think there was like a cult, um, a cult in the town. It was just like a small family. One of those, one of those instances where like one person's just kind of got like a family um, into their cult, and it's the guy had like assumed someone else's identity that he stole from England and stuff like that. Um, but that's like not the the actual story that I'm calling about. What? It's just some background. <laughs> oh, no, I want to hear that story. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? I want to hear that story. <laughs> uh, well, I could, we'll, we'll come I back to it. More information uh, call in again. Yeah, we'll come back to that time. one. Okay, tell us the original story, but I want um, to hear that one. <laughs> but um, the, the story I like is something more that's happened to like my family, or like, and a few people around the town is that um, there's there's been a few instances where people have like seen people in the in the forest like seeing someone, but every single time to actually like go to check out because it's pretty out there so like if you see someone just like walking around in the forest they kind of like go checking on them make sure they're doing all right um but every single time they go there there's the person like runs off or like he's gone um so i've seen it a few times when i've like been driving there to visit my parents um i'll be driving a lot i'm pretty sure i see someone in the forest but i'm not too sure and i'm like in the middle of fucking nowhere so there's not really any back roads that they're going to be parked on and there's no cars around um and a few people have seen like caravans and stuff in the forest, just or like shelters just built into the forest. Um, mm. Where, and no one really knows. Like, there's there's a couple of people who are like old hippies who are just might live in a caravan on the back of someone's block. And everyone's like, everyone's block's pretty like pretty big, but um, there's not really a knowledge of anyone that's just like camping in the forest. Um, but recently, my dad was like, out chopping wood. Um, with someone else and there's like it's pretty hilly so they were on like one hill and they could see on the next hill there was someone someone there that was like it, they looked to be watching them he said um so they they got in the year and like drove over to check on the dude and when they got there the guy had gone but he was on like the next hill over again but like they couldn't see a car anywhere there wasn't really it didn't look like there was any like car tracks and shit like that or anything um and then Again, they jumped in the car and drove over to see the guy. And they could see him, like, moving around, so they knew it was actually, like, somebody or something, I guess. Um, and by the time they got there, the guy just disappeared, and they, like, couldn't see him. Um, but there's heaps of other stories, which is, like, people be driving along, or they're, like, out in the forest doing something. Um, and they're just, like, they're just, like, they look people. to be normal people. They're, like, normally proportioned, just, like... Yeah, it's usually, like, too far away to be able to make any, like explicit details like if you if you saw them in a lineup you wouldn't be able to like recognize them but they can definitely tell that they're like at least a bipedal figure um right not right. saying it's that gotcha or anything well, it's not, but, i'm gonna say i like um, i'm coming from the angle like it's not a yowie or something it's not a freaking it's not an australian yeah. foot it's they look to be normally nah, nah, not, people <laughs> yeah it looks to be like a normal sized person like an adult okay, right um, sure sure probably like a bit skinny but I right. know. I just thought it was like, but no a one cool seems no one seems to be able to get close enough though to them. Then like, they I've watched no, enough Australian time. horror movies to know how this shit turns out. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, every time uh, someone gets close enough, it's like the person just disappears. So yeah, they um, disappear and they see. And then that one one thing you said, like they're on like the next hill over it, and there didn't seem like they should have be, been yeah. able to make it yeah, there. Yeah, and then fast. it turns out that there's an ancient burial ground underneath your town, and they move the headstones, but not the graves. And that's that's how that it's works. It's quite possible, to be honest. So, um, what what do you think? Do you, another, no, but let's stay on that for just a I quick don't know, sec. I don't. Do I don't th- know. Like, I don't really have any like theories myself. Like, when I've seen seen stuff like that, I again, it's like one of those instances where they're not close enough to really make out any details. It's more like a like a, a shadow kind of thing. Like, it's like I don't really know how to explain. It. If you see someone too far, it's just like they're more of just like a color rather than. Yeah, an you, actual figure with you just see the details. outline you so, just see the outline of the, of yeah. the person yeah, I'm, yeah i mean i'm kind of curious about the you know i i mean we just we just talked about the the what was it the makai the makai gaday gaday incident oh, yeah oh, like yeah, talking yeah. about them living out there on that on that large piece of land like we don't know if they were living there how like how is there like a weird nomadic culture within australia are there people who just like like you said are there people that just drive around their caravans and just plop down wherever like some unincorporated land and they just like stay there for a while and then move on oh not really like 
been it's, it's they like if they do they're always in caravan parks usually oh there's like some areas where it's like there'll be like a national park where there's like it's not a, i don't think a designated area but like they'll have areas that people generally go to camp and like bring their trailers like people there's definitely people who just like pack up all their crap and then just take their caravan and move out of their caravan for months at a time but i don't think there's like a, a specific like it doesn't seem there's a specific group of people who go do that kind of thing. Um, right. right. I'm wondering I wonder if like it's if like, you, if it's some kind of like Aussie hermits just like going around yeah. living on land and, and whatever, like, you know, the, the solitary life or something like that. But if that's not a big thing in Australia, then yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of like, a lot of the indigenous cultures did that kind of thing. They moved around a fair bit right. with the seasons and stuff like that. So I don't know if there's any connections there, but like there's, so much area where there's just not many people like the the population density is like nothing because well australia is like the like least nothing. densely populated country on earth or something right the further you go in the yeah. less people there is right like it's just it's, it's just, just a like red red desert the whole fucking country pretty much yeah i've got a friend who works as a um you know, like as an ambulance that's i can't remember the name like emt yep um and there's like three or four of them for nearly if you look at like the central part and like Northern Territory in Australia, there's about three or four people working in the ambulance there, and it's just because it's so far away that like there's just nobody, nobody around. You got to drive eight so, hours to get to the call. Yeah, um, there was another like mini conspiracy I heard mostly because my dad's like full on believes that in that um, I think you guys might have mentioned it a, a tiny bit in one of the past episodes about um, uh, like Tasmanian tigers or whatever. That are extinct. Right. The, right. Um, fuck, what are they called? They're, yeah, there's a tiger. Yeah, tigers yeah. like thylacine or whatever. There you um, go. Thylacine. But that's there's, what I was thinking. there's like a, a pretty big thing about how like people full on believe that there's like a little um, in like one of the national parks that there's like a little shelter for them that the government's like hiding because the they don't want like on the mainland. Oh no, in Tasmania. Oh, in Tasmania. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, I was, okay, okay, okay. Like in the forest, because like there's just a lot of forest there as well. But right. they reckon that they're like the government's hiding them so people don't like go hunt them or like kill them or do whatever things that people do. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Fuck. I know they've talked about. I, there's at least there's the one program that they want to genetically, you know, reclaim bring, them, bring them back. Whatever. We have it. I think they have enough enough uh genetic material to potentially clone one but i'm not, we, I'm we, not sure i know there's the thylacine project like that's the actual like the official i think that uh scientists like working on it so i don't know i had to, I have to check back in on that but, in. yeah if there were actually there was a native population like still surviving maybe they wouldn't tell anybody i don't know yeah you can look up into that there's people who have like posted photos online but they usually can't be for ones really blurry right um Obviously, it's not a man in a suit, though. So. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, you don't know that. A small man uh, in yeah, a four-legged suit. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> Could be. Hey, uh, hey, man, thanks for the right. call. We appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Call us, call us back with that cult story. Yeah, get back with the cult story another time. All right, all right. I will do. Right on. Cheers. Boom. I was going to ask... I forgot to ask if uh, there's any stories of uh, anyone getting eaten around there. Cannibals. Uh, yeah, Australian cannibals. Australian cannibals. cannibals. Or is it any, I've, any, seen, I've seen enough Australian horror movies that it's either uh, a town that uh, sacrifices kids or it is, uh, I think it's, they don't really have, I have like warthogs and stuff, but fucking crazy caravan I, what was it there's like a couple where it's just like caravan drivers like evil caravan drivers what's, what, what's the one I remember what's it called like Wolf Creek or something where like the guy just like disconnects your battery and he's like oh I'll help you out yep. and then he just yeah, yeah. ends up killing everybody and that was know, based that on works. a true story I believe <laughs> the guy killed like 20 people or something Australia like back, back, backpackers and shit Australia is a crazy place it's crazy it's so big and no one lives there like Canada's yeah. it's like Canada but like more sparsely but populated like, yeah but a lot of it is like uninhabited you know it's like it's not it's or it's like uninhabitable it's uninhabited exactly like canada's got a ton of small cities and towns all over canada you could like you're always within like a couple hours of some small town but australia yeah. it's like 85 percent of the people live in like the three or four big cities yeah and it's just a bunch then, of desert inside oh like man it's nowhere you'd want to live like you wouldn't 
possibly want to live there. I remember flying from, I think I flew from Cairns to Alice Springs because I wanted to do like a like an overnight camping trip around um, Uluru, the big right. granite rock in the middle of the mm-hmm. desert. I, I remember being in the plane and flying. It was like, a, I can't remember how many hours, like four or five hour flight. And it just, it was desert forever. I was like, man, this yeah. is an insane place. And then you get down and there's like a town in the middle of Australia, just randomly, just a Hang small out. fucking town. <laughs> and like, there's, like, I don't know, a few thousand people, mainly like indigenous people and like tourism for Uluru. And that's it. Yeah. It's a crazy, crazy country. Fun though. Like the East coast. I, I, I never went Western Australia. I did Melbourne all the way up the coast to Cairns as a tour, but I think we did, uh, I went to Melbourne when I was in the Navy. We did a ship. Like we went around, like we went to Melbourne and then we went to like Canes and then we went to one more. I can't remember. Oh, so you did like the whole coast tour. Yeah, we did like, well, we like, yeah, we went to Melbourne then we went to like down there at the bottom and then we were like over to the top and that was it. Like, yeah, we just went to those ones. It was a fun time. It's a good time. Um, But yeah, it's just like, it's, it's such like for such a, it's a huge, it's a, continent is huge yeah it's fucking and so like the 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 climate differs from place to place like it's the the environment changing things like that because i was watching um was it they have that one great documentary about the the production of dr Moreau's island uh the one with val kilmer and um what's his name guy from the godfather yeah Mm, i don't know my pop culture is terrible god damn it um the one with Val Kilmer and fuck, what's his name? He's a legendary actor and I can't get his name in, in my head. Um, and like, just like when they talked about, like they were trying to produce in like this one place of Australia and they're like, yeah, it, it is the wettest place in Australia. It just like rains like all the time. So they couldn't like get any, anything done. <laughs> it uh, just rains too much, just rains too much. And they're just like, they're sitting there there's days where they, they couldn't do anything. And it was just like, it was a nightmare of a production um, it's like Island of Lost Souls or something like that. Like if you ever want to watch a crazy movie about about movie productions, like that's a really good one to fucking watch. Just about like, the making of that movie. And making it about that movie and how terrible it was. It was a terrible movie. And um, but the production of it is just like the cre- like the director ended up like going crazy, like losing his mind. And then like uh like they try to have people escort him to the airport, and then when they got to the airport, like he was gone. Like he was supposed to leave. They fired him. The first, the first director, they fired him. And then they brought in another director and they were supposed to escort him to the airport. And like, when he went to the airport, he like disappeared. <laughs> like he ran away. Yeah. He like ran away and, dis- and, like, dis- and d- he didn't get on the plane. He didn't get on the plane. <laughs> but I'm not going to give it away. Cause the, cra- the story is crazy. Like you ever want to fucking watch it. <laughs> it's a really good, uh, fucking watch it. Isn't is a nuts. Oh, story. Um, 1996 film with uh, Marlon Brando. That's it. God damn. Marlon Brando. Oh, wasn't that, didn't he play Superman too? He played Superman's dad. Superman's dad. That's yeah. There it is. Jor-El uh, in the, in the movie. But yeah, he's, <laughs> that, that movie is just craziest thing I've ever heard of. Like the story, like just the, the story about it. Um, I think that director recently like just got into good graces back with Hollywood. Cause he pulled a whole <laughs> bunch of crazy shit during that, that thing. And just oh, took man, him years to get back. And it was like, it was like, and it was also like in the era where Val Kilmer had gone like full asshole. Like, I don't ever think he's been not good to work with, but like he was like full on, like ex- like Val Kilmer giant head. I am the greatest actor alive. Like there were points where he said he wouldn't come out of his trailer because Marlon Brando wouldn't come out. Marlon Brando was also pretty crazy at that point too. And uh, like he wouldn't come out of his trailer until Marlon Brando would come out of his trailer. And like they would just go a whole day. Couldn't get him out of their trailers. Some ever, they both wanted to be last man on set. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm better than that bitch. It's like, what? I was like, Val Kilmer's never been that big. Has he? Has he? Yeah. Has he? I thought someone was like, like I don't know. uh, I know it was like a nineties action star. I was like, he wasn't even that good at Batman. (laughs) I just know him as like a nineties action star. Like, I don't know. He's in Top Gun too. And I was all right. Like he's okay in some stuff. And I'm just like, okay. But I'm like, I was like, he's not Marlon Brando good. Like, all right. Fuck you guys. Call us. Let's go. Fuck you. Call us. You want to talk about, let's go. Dr. Monroe. You want to talk about, Whatever. We're doing the one minute countdown. 
This is what, yeah, that's what we get for not pumping the show though. It's our fault. <laughs> it's our fault. We did not advertise Cosmic Channels. I mean, we did say every second and fourth Sunday of every month. Nobody's which, gonna remember that. Which would put it today. So Nobody's gonna remember that. No you tell people remember. like two separate days and not like every day of the week, I'm not gonna remember it. Yeah. If it's not every Sunday of the month, what day is it again? You're like, Yeah. Fuck. So we'll do better for the next one. It's a bit, man, we've been pumping out too much content. That's why we're getting yeah. Can't forget about cosmic channels here. They got some good calls today though. Yeah. I liked them. I was like, yeah, in terms of like content, like content, we've just been pumping out so much. I feel like we like we're always doing something now. With we, the interview, with the interview series and like contact in the desert stuff. I feel like we're doing stuff like all the time now. We've been doing <laughs> triple what we used to, which is fun. Keeps me keeps keeps us busy. Mm-hmm. The what? interviews have been fun. Uh, so it's like, yeah, we're just getting this stuff out, but you know, we have cosmic channels here too. Now it's back on the main feed, but we didn't, yeah, we didn't push it out. We didn't pump it out as much as we should have. And we, we didn't get it out get. early enough is what happened. No. But so if you're now, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're either watching this or listening to the podcast version, the next cosmic channels will be June 27th at 6 30 PM Pacific time. So now you know the exact day for next time. Unless you're listening to this way later. Unless you're <laughs> past that, then you should probably check in and <laughs> find the right day. <laughs> yeah, I got to do is check our socials and stuff. We usually post it on there. Be on um, stories, socials, Instagram, Twitter. I uh, definitely know the schedule changes has, has messed some people up. Yeah, the, from, every other, from every week to every other week. However, there is an answering machine. And you can leave sure. you can leave a message. I wonder if I didn't yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pull it up. Maybe there's a message I can find. Oh it should be like an eight hour long message. It's oh, butt dial Oh man, I just answered it. They hung up. Call back. Call right back. Call right back. I'll pick it up. There is an answering machine. Maybe there's some call. Our virtual service. Shout out to Call Hippo. You can get anyone can get your own toll-free number if you want. Yeah. Have your own call-in show. It's not that expensive. Okay, check here. Voicemails. Somewhere there's a fucking voicemail. Activity feed. There's a voicemail from... 43-second voicemail on... Oh, fucking today. Missed you. Oh, they called right back. Never mind. (laughs) How do I fucking play it though? <laughs> oh, we got a call anyway. Fuck the voicemail. We got a real call. Hello. Got a live one on the line. Cosmic okay. Channels. What's up? What's your name? Where are you calling from? How's it going? Uh, Julian from, Tech, uh, from Dallas, Texas again. Oh, welcome back to the show. Yes, sir. Uh, what are you guys talking about tonight? Whatever you want. We're taking stories, theories, oh. questions, whatever you got for us. Okay, cool. So, I got two pretty good paranormal stories if you want to hear about them. Let's start with one, and then we'll uh, we'll see if we get to the second one. All right. So the first one starts back in San Diego. I think it was about 2016. Uh, me and my wife and my daughter had just moved there from North Carolina, where I was stationed at before. So we moved into this house. I want to say it was it was just north of downtown San Diego. Uh, it was military housing, so it was pretty old. But, so, while we were staying there, uh, my wife didn't tell me So one day we were having an argument. So, one day we were having an argument, and um, I forget what it was about. All I remember was I went upstairs to get ready because we were going out. Go upstairs, uh, get my stuff, get in the shower. While well, I'm taking the shower, I hear the door slam or like wall shaking hard and then I hear it the second time now both windows upstairs are closed and everybody was downstairs it was just me upstairs and I had left the closet door open before I went in because we always tend to keep it open and I left the room door open uh when I walked out and was ready to go I noticed that both doors are like shut so I go and I go downstairs and me and my wife kind of started the argument again, but she's yelling at me for the way I slammed the door. 
and I'm thinking that she slammed the door, and that's when it both hit us that if nobody did it, so we start asking my daughter and her brother who was staying with us at the time for vacation, and just no one knew anything of what was going on. But then my wife started telling me about this guy that constantly would stand over my side of the bed at night when we were sleeping, which is kind of weird. And I, at that point, I didn't believe her, but that's, like I started seeing strange things one night. Like uh, I remember one night, my wife told me to go check on my daughter upstairs while she was sleeping. And as I was hit the stairwell and I was about to go upstairs, I just see this black shadow just dive behind like one of the railing at the top of the stairs. So I, I couldn't see it. Uh, and I thought maybe it was my daughter, but I was kind of scared. And I went back and I was like, oh, I just saw some weird shadow hide behind the stairs. She was like, okay, go check on, on our daughter. I was like, are you crazy? There's something <laughs> weird upstairs. <laughs> but she was like, really? So I married a dude in the military and you're scared of everything. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. So I turn on the lights at the stairwell and I go upstairs. And this is how I know it couldn't have been me because there was no lights on. I, but I distinctly saw this shadow. Right. So I, and I go upstairs and I get upstairs and I turn into our bedroom where she was laying down. And I see this shadow jump behind my side of the bed. And I see my daughter already not like she's snoring on the bed. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> not your daughter. It was just, yeah, definitely not my daughter. She was asleep. So then. My wife started telling me because um, she has like this, I don't know how to explain it, but a lot of the women in the family on her side, on her dad's side, have like this extra sense or have this weird thing. Like my wife's seen certain things and has experienced a lot of weird paranormal things growing up. So she told me about this person and how it gives off a really negative energy when she sleeps and it constantly bugs her at night and she can't really, she really couldn't sleep. So it just, it made it that much worse. Right. But I was kind of happy when we finally moved out because we realized that, that it was weird energy, weird thing. Her mom told us that one day she was downstairs in the living room when I was at work and my daughter was out with the kids at the park and from my mother-in-law actually saw this weird shadow like standing over for like an instant and then when she like got up it was gone so it was it was just weird so wait you left that house like you moved out oh yeah yeah but i mean it sucks because we have to like muscle it out for a few more months and it was already pretty hard when we knew that something was there um it was yeah it was kind of annoying because you know military housing it's impossible to break a lease without them like trying to start doing arm and leg on the way out so we ended up having to stay there for a few more months but the moment that it ended like we were out the door everything packed like yeah and nothing followed you to your new place or anything no thank god none of that happened um except for one thing but i feel like it just follows my wife's family around which is the second part of, of this paranormal story, which is, um, so it's like every generation of kids has had this experience with this weird lady in a robe. Um, my wife only remembers it happening to her youngest brother one night when they were little. And he kept talking about how, cause this is when they were living in New York city. And he kept talking about how there was this weird lady in a hood that, kept calling him to go outside and play meanwhile they lived on the third second to last floor of this apartment building and it was there wasn't no no there was no um fire escape in like around that window and it kept calling him to come outside and play so i thought that was just a weird story but then the same thing would happen to my daughter as well when she was little where this she would describe this lady keep asking her to come outside and play also or like around a window where there's just no way to, to be up there and she would describe how she was just floating there and kept calling her and then we experienced it again recently about a year 
I want to say about a year and a half ago with my youngest son where he was screaming at the window telling whatever was there leave me alone and I'm going to tell my mom and when my mom when my wife asked him you know what what's bugging you why are you yelling at the window and he kept describing the lady in the hood the lady in the hood keeps calling me to come outside to play and he's like she looks scary I don't want to play with her so I feel like it's a weird generational thing that happens to all like the kids in my wife's family like they're prone to it yeah, it, it's So it's weird. like they're it only when they're kids, them. do they grow out of it eventually? Like it just stops coming to them? Is there like a frequency to the apparitions or is it, like, is it something that just happens one off like, and then it's gone or what? Like that's the thing. So it, it usually, it starts when they're young, around two, where they could kind of, I guess at that age, they're communicating to us what they see. But it usually stops like around like four or five. Right. So it, it it persists for a few years, and I mean that's how my wife like got it out of my son. It, it was it was weird. Um, yeah, no kidding. It's like yeah, and in Spanish culture. So bes- besides that one given, event with the, with your youngest son, like you said, that was recently. So has it happened since then, or? No, it actually stopped right around his fourth birthday. Like we haven't heard anything about it since then. But it, before that, had it happened before too as well? Yeah, it happened when we lived in California when he was around two. And or like, I want to say it was like our last apartment building before we finally moved. And then it happened again when we got to Texas. And that was the last instance. And he was about three and a half-ish. But after he turned four, it kind of never showed up again. Just went away. Now, what were you saying about in, yeah, sp- in Spanish culture? It's, it's something... You- well, it's, in Spanish cultures, as if someone had put some type of curse on you. Or, are you? Um, are you guys? Pra- are you? Pra- uh, you guys are Hispanic culture. Like, are you guys? Pra- are you Catholics? Is, is your or your wife's family? Are they Spanish Catholic or? I mean, we're we're Catholic. I mean, we haven't practiced the religion. I I stopped practicing when I was like. Uh, no, yeah, I'm just wondering. Was, do you keep do you keep uh, images of the Virgin Mary around your house at all? Uh, we don't, but my mother-in-law does, and so does my mom. Okay. We're not, it's weird. We, I mean, we haven't practiced, but I, my, my issue is that I kind of walked away from it after an argument on Sunday school. Fair. Um, sure. No, I, I'm wondering, because a lot of times you see the, the image of Virgin Mary, and she has something, like, she has her shawl up, or she has a type of, you know, like, something that could be interpreted or as, as a hood or something like that. I'm wondering if you're, maybe your children kind of pick something up from that maybe visit the grandparents but if you don't keep it around your house like if you don't have those things around your house i know when when i was growing up my mom had a bunch of uh yadros she had the little like ceramic figures and then we had a ceramic like uh virgin mary uh around the house and that's one of my big memories from growing up mm. um but yeah if you don't if that's something i could take off the list if it's not if it's not yeah. like prevalent around your house yeah, that, that's the one thing we, we really never keep anything religious around the, in the house. It's more like grandparents' house, but they live back in New York and we live in Texas. So it's not like my kids have been exposed to it like that. You know what I mean? Sure. Right. It's just, I mean, it's just weird. Definitely weird. I have one more story that comes to mind, which is kind of, it freaks me out because it's more than I knew about the issues between my mother and my grandmother, but somehow my grandmother told my wife, but yet my wife never met my grandmother, which is weird. Um, what? So yeah, like I said, my wife, yeah, so my wife has, I guess, a way to communicate to the dead, even though she doesn't like it. And it, it has happened to her on more than one occasion, be it with uncles that have passed away or her grandmother which for that one that one for her was important so you know what i mean but this one happened one night when she was sleeping she had a dream of my grandmother and my grandmother was telling her uh basically to tell my mom to stop a lot of the issues that my mom was having and um but the funny thing was, my wife never, ever saw my grandmother, and she's never seen a picture of her. So one day we went to my house, and um, 
back to my parents' house and she was going through uh, a photo album and she saw a picture of my grandmother. And that's when my, my, my wife looked at my mom and she was like, I've seen this lady in my dreams and she had a message for me to tell you. Because my, mm. my grandma had been dead already there for like, I want to say she's been dead for almost about almost 10 years now. Oh. So it was just. Did she weird. describe like but, identifying features from your grandma? Because I. Honestly, for me, I wouldn't be able to tell one abuelita from the other. Like, I wouldn't be able to like it. Most Hispanic grandmothers look the same to me. <laughs> like, did she yeah, describe no, like was, something specific about her? That's like, that's, that's how I saw her. Like, that's how I know it's her. Yeah. She described her hair and, and just her facial, like everything from her nose to like her eyes and the color of her eyes, along with um my, my grandma's curly hair. So she explained to her all that and then she had known information that my mom hasn't told me my brother or my dad but she's kept in between her and my grandma Mm. so when my wife told her all of that you know that moment where my what where this that oh shit moment like how the hell did you know that holy shit moment yeah that's when yeah that holy shit moment they basically got into that conversation and I mean, I guess it was more of my, my mom being more forgiving and, you know, for letting the past be the past and just moving forward. So, I mean, it was a positive, but it was, it's weird that my wife saw that or met my grandma without after actually meeting my grandma and knowing about more intimate details between her relationship and my mother's relationship, which just none of us knew about. Crazy. Yeah. That yeah, that's like a legit like I mean if you're if she can name features and describe your grandma who's been passed away for 10 years in detail enough that your mom would be like there's no way she could she'd be able to know this. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. That that's the weird thing cuz we also like I mean she's never like I don't know. It, it is weird. I, I I really could never explain that one. And just the way everything went down on that one and the fact that she knew what she knew but we never even heard about or knew and then for all that and my wife and you know my wife and my mom just going into in depth I, I don't know it got, to me I was like shit this is some crazy stuff right here no kidding hey man we're, uh, we're going to take one more call for the night but we th- thanks for calling back in and telling those that's uh, that's pretty nuts All all in all Awesome. Thank you, guys. You have a good night. All right. We'll talk to you later. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Boom. A fucking visual. What do you call that? What do you call that if you can, like, see someone who's... Like, you're just, just like a spirit medium. Spirit like, medium? Yeah. <laughs> to see, like, defining features, though, that you could explain that... But, yeah, I don't... Like, I... I'd have to be like, see a picture, but I, I know, the I like, like the, I said, like, I can't, I wouldn't be able to tell like one, one Hispanic grandma. No, other. dude. I, 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 because like my grandma, she's like her and a whole bunch of other people might like immigrated from like Slovakia, Czech Republic. And then in their small town of Fokir, BC, there was like, you know, 20 other grandmas that looked just like my grandma. Like yeah. they all, <laughs> they all fucking, they all had like short curly <laughs> hair. They were like, hardworking farm ladies and they all I, I could call them all grandma I'd be like I don't fucking know yeah. <laughs> they're all a grandma yeah, to me it's, it's always it's always hard for me to be like I like that's like if you saw a picture of somebody and been like I saw that person like I've, I've 100% so that's why I asked I was like yeah, yeah. Like, but, did you see like there was like a wart on her nose or like or, you know like, some how did you super defining features her? yeah something you that know? you couldn't mistake for someone else like how is it not your how do you know it's not your grandma or you know some you know, in your dream, it could possibly be like an amalgamation of all Hispanic grandmas together. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it was a creepy story, though. For sure, though. I was yeah. uh, had my hair standing up on the back of my neck. Yeah. Some real spirit medium shit going on. That, that's great. Um, I mean, that's over an hour. And nope. no, no call was on hold there. So I think for this episode of Cosmic Channels, that will be all. So stay tuned. Two weeks. What did I say? What's the next day? June 20... 27th. 7th. 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. Tell, call in. Share your stories, your theories. Uh, we can't wait to hear them. 
and they, these will always be available now as public podcasts on alien theorists theorizing. Uh, if you're coming from cosmic channels, like the other feed, those will always be there. But from now on, cosmic channels main feed is on alien theorists theorizing. That's fun. I love hearing the stories. Anything else, Dan? Not much. Nothing. Cosmic Channels is brought to you by Big Theory Productions. The Cosmic Channels are now closed. <laughs>